0: In Guyana the Log Talk Radio.
1: Mason, and this, of course, is the first show for the year. Mason and Guests actually started back in 2010. So, actually, it's a birthday for Mason and Guests. Yes, indeed. We started in 2010, the first Tuesday. And that appears to be quite a long time ago. At that time, Larry Mears, who has now got a big title, was a whippersnapper. He's very much in the studio with me as the executive. Uh, producer, what a thank you very much indeed, Larry, for all of the good work you have done, and of course all the, the callers and all the guests, and of course my co-host, Dr. Andrew Ford, who's with us. Lots to talk about this evening on Mason and guests, the West Indies uh, naming squads to face Ireland and England, the upcoming white ball series. We know it with interest that Potter is back as the captain of both sides, uh, the T20s and the ODIs sure many people want to react to that. There may who feel that the time has come for us to look past Pollard and stay with the youngsters. Of course, uh, we'd have had, um, you know, poor Rand captain uh, there in Pakistan. And there's some who feel that we need to continue with that. I know my good friend Keith Holder is very much of the view uh, that we really don't need to go back to Pollard. Of course, you can react to that. Um, Ireland are here, yes. COVID numbers are rising. I wonder if that's going to have any impact at all And what an outburst from Calvin Hope uh, West Cindy's director, um, you know, making some very strong statements. And we're going to certainly get some reaction to that as well. Uh, What's happening in terms of Barbados, in terms of their preparation for England? Well, we hope to find out about that. And, of course, their local season as well. The under-90s, coming back quite nicely there in St. Vincent. And there are a couple of test matches um, very much with us as well. The Ashes. Uh, the fourth test uh, with Broad uh, coming back, he's expressed some disappointment about not uh, playing more in the after series. I wonder if it would have uh, made a, a difference. I think it's quite appropriate that we start this evening with the CEO of Cricket West City, Johnny Grave, to offer his perspectives. Uh, maybe look back at what happened last year and more importantly, look forward. He's our very special guest a little bit later on. We hope to hear from Sir Curtly Ambrose's expectations Uh, for uh, 2022, and we also want to uh, go and talk to Tony Marshall. Yes, you remember him, former uh, president of the Barbados Cricket Association, former director of Cricket West Indies. Uh, We hope uh, to hear from him a little bit later on on the show, and we also want to get some reaction from a journalist, a well-known journalist in Barbados, Mr. Wade Gibbons, who's already joined us from the Barbados today. I'm sure he will want to participate uh, in this uh, a discussion as well as we speak to Johnny Grave Hello Johnny, how are you? First of all, Happy New Year to you And I hope you're well rested And ready for some serious work in 2022 How are you, Johnny?
2: Happy New Year to you, Andrew and Dr. Ford And all your listeners um, I wouldn't exactly say well rested But um, I'm here
1: <laughs> Indeed, well, it's nice to see you um, All set for Ireland, Johnny?
2: Yeah, we think so um, Lots of challenges in the build-up to uh, to that series, as well as the Under-19 Cricket World Cup. But um, yeah, uh, as things stand at the moment, um, we are on track for Ireland's play against the Jamaica Scorpions tomorrow at Savina Park, and then uh, all systems go for the first One Day International on Saturday.
1: Any, any challenges uh, that you want to share with us as we uh, build That's up to Saturday? Uh,
2: usual COVID challenges that we we continue to face and and have to navigate on an hourly basis. But um, yeah, it's just, uh, just what means uh, not just to us, but lots of businesses. It's uh, uh, every hour is a, is a challenge and uh, everything's changing all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. COVID seems to be uh, really not
1: going anywhere at all. In fact, the numbers in Barbados um, are are not good at all. In fact, yesterday 534 cases and that must be a great concern to you you've got ireland and you've got england coming with the barmy army is that a great concern to you um johnny
2: yeah i think it is i mean look at the end of the day it seems that this new variant is is much more contagious but but at the same time at least for those that are fully vaccinated you know pretty mild so um i think in terms of our our general health and well-being of our players and support staff it's probably less of a concern than it has been but Nevertheless, um, significantly um, disruptive if we were to lose, you know, key players or key members of the broadcast team or operational staff or ground staff in the build-up to these games, because so, it effectively puts them out of action for at least seven to ten days. So yeah, mm. it's, um, it, it's of course a concern, but it's it's just unfortunately the uh, the way of the world and the way that we're having to become accustomed mm-hmm. to uh, to operate.
1: Just before I introduce Dr. Ford, we've got Wade Gibbons as well to uh, to fire a couple of questions at you. Um, when you look back at 2021, would you say that you were very disappointed generally in what happened in West Indies cricket?
2: Oh, I'm extremely proud of the work that the staff and, uh, and everyone has done to navigate through all these challenges. Um, it's been an intensely difficult period. I don't, I don't think fans or, or, or people within the Caribbean will have really an understanding of quality. By the level of complexity and challenges that we've had to, to deal with um, on a daily basis, clearly disappointed um, by some of the performances, um, and clearly we always hope for better results on the pitch. But you know there have been some, some positives looking back at you know that test series in Bangladesh, for example. Um, but at the same time, um, you know ultimately we've navigated all the challenges. We're still here. Uh, we've played probably more cricket than any other. Um, international team uh, certainly at men's and women's level, um, and we've still been able to play at least some domestic cricket through the Super 50 Cup and also the uh, the under 19s regional hot tournament that we've done, albeit both of them in hybrid forms. But um, yeah, look, it's been an intensely be challenging year, and and I'm sure 2022 will will be just as just as much.
1: Mm-hmm. Doctor Ford, uh, nice to see you. Happy New Year to you, Doctor.
3: Hi, uh, Happy New Year to all of our guests and all of the listeners, and I hope that we'll all continue to follow the protocols and try to keep safe. No matter what comes at us, those uh, basics remain, and they will stand us in good stead in the time to come. Uh, Johnny, you mentioned about the challenges of COVID, and we've been able to observe over the latter part of the year the the ravages of COVID on our on our twin teams, and now we see it happening to Ireland. We've seen it happen to the the British uh, families who are travelling. Uh, has Cricket West Indies done any alterations or any strengthening of the protocols as it relates to the travel or to to even this home series uh, to counteract what's been happening based on all the experiences gathered during COVID?
2: I wouldn't say we've done anything differently. We've worked obviously very, very closely with um, the ministries of health and the medical practitioners um, in the host countries, and that that's been no different in Jamaica and and looking ahead to, to Barbados from a men's perspective, and obviously through the Under-19 Cricket World Cup with Guyana, Trinidad, Antigua, and, and St Kitts. So, um, you know that that's you know I think yesterday alone we've, brought a, we've moved almost you know 300 people within the Caribbean, which is I would suggest not very easy at the best of times, but in COVID times, even more challenging, um, especially with players coming from all over the world, from Asia, from Uganda, from South Africa, from Zimbabwe, etc. So uh, the last 48 hours has been enormously challenging and we've had positive cases today with catering staff, ground staff, um, support staff, TV crew. I mean, um, we've had players stuck. We've had umpires stranded because of canceled flights. You know, this is, A day in the life of operations and that's just in the last three or four hours so um you know that's just everything that we do now is extremely uncertain and challenging but that's why we continue to reinforce safe living reinforce the protocols of safe travel um that's why we're educating players and staff any sign of any symptoms even if you don't think it's anything uh, we will immediately rapid test and we've just brought in something like 10,000 rapid tests into the Caribbean so that we've got those at our disposal uh, to ensure that if we get any cases, we can pick them up as quickly as possible and get people uh, into isolation. Um, And um, yeah, really, you know, in in a nutshell, that's what we're doing. We're also facing the fact that players have now been living in biosecure environments, which are very challenging situations since June of 2020. And many of them have been in almost non-stop bubbles. Um, so there's you know, clearly pressure from our health and well-being, particularly from visiting teams as well as our own, to try and relax these bubbles and protocols. So it's, um, it's an ongoing balance to try and strike between managing the risk. Um, and uh, that's never easy. So, um, But I would say we continue to be and remain extremely vigilant. Um, we don't take anything for granted, which is why we go through a fairly um standard procedure now reinforcing protocols um of educating players and people within the bubbles um and working very very closely with the ministry of health in each of the islands to make sure that we are doing everything we can to keep mm-hmm. everyone
4: safe well our
3: last our last uh, episode with covid uh would suggest that maybe the way that the the bubble was constituted and the time prior to travel May have been too short, allowing a window for their conversion on arrival to the to um, Pakistan, which maybe if the if the bubble had been started earlier, being done uh, would have prevented that initial episode and then the follow-on episodes from spread within the within the uh, Um That that's the sort of thing I'm I really. Talking about uh, an alteration in in the structure of, of the way that that we formulate and 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 have our bubbles so that they'll be they'll be safer and, and less penetrated by by the virus.
5: So, yeah, so has, the med-
3: team, has the medical team sat down and done any work on revision based on their experience, basically? Dr. Paul, I would say our medical
2: team are working unbelievably long hours reviewing and analysing everything they do on an on a mm-hmm. almost hourly basis as things change across the, across the world. I mean, even this afternoon, there's, there's reports of new variants. Um, and as I said, we've, we've brought in thousands of new rapid tests to try and make sure that in between PCR tests and between the lag of testing and also getting results, that we can use antigen rapid testing as another layer of, of protection and that's one of the recommendations that have come in following uh, the time in Pakistan but it's impossible for us to keep our player support staff and broadcast crews um, you know in biosecure bubbles 365 days a year so we're we're always gonna have to um, effectively end bubbles and then reform them and through those um, protocols we're always as we have done probably for the last 18 months pick up one or two positive cases um, and, and clearly, this new variant is is the most contagious that that, that that's been around. So, um, yeah, look, it's it's an ongoing um, process, and it's something where yeah, we're doing we're doing everything we can to keep everyone safe, both our own players and staff, as well as um, you know the communities of our host countries.
3: Okay, um, I, I I'll I'll shift quickly. I hate to sound like a stuck record, but I, I come back to the retreat and and anything that can be shared about the retreat based on the, you know, how things worked out for the for the team.
2: Uh, sorry, the retreat in
3: the retreat post World Cup. Uh, I I've tried to engage uh, up shallow on some occasions but I I still am not clear on and I'm sure the, the general public would like to know if there are any any directives or any conclusions that you know have been formed from the retreat for the our World Cup performance
2: yeah that that process of reviewing the World Cup was led by our director of cricket Jimmy Adams and um, as I said on last time I was on the show those recommendations will be presented to our board uh, when they next meet and and mm-hmm. again we can we can make those public in terms of articulating where where our focus areas will be as we build now to uh, another T20 World Cup in in uh, in almost eight months time.
3: Well, Johnny, based on that and the the, the you know the the way that you function and the way that decisions are made, the way that communications are made to the public. I mean, and the way that we looked at all these various studies about the structure of Cricket West Indies, do you think that we really have to consider a reformulation of the construct of Cricket West Indies itself to make it more efficient and to allow for resolution of of important issues and communication of, of, you know, the the developments and the conclusions of this view? Yeah, but
2: these things won't happen overnight. We don't want to rush, um, you know. Any decisions that we're making, I think people would expect us to do robust and thorough work, um, you know, to engage everyone that was involved in something like a World Cup. And then at the right time, once that review is done, the process should be that that's presented first to the board. And then I agree with you then in terms of working transparently, um, the headlines of that made uh, made available and and articulated to the public. Um, Mm. So um, Mm. I don't disagree in that respect in terms of our overall... Governance reform, governance reform is part of our strategic plan and and the objectives set. And um, the Webby task force have have done that and conducted that work and have been engaging our shareholder members, the territorial boards, as well as other stakeholders uh, over the last 12 months or so. And again, hopefully 2022 will bring um, that that Webby report recommendations um, in front of our um, shareholder members for, um, for their approval for some changes.
3: But, Johnny, how, how long have you been in your position at DWI?
2: I joined the organization in February 2017.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you say that in those four years that you've seen any structural change, any structural change in, in the way that things are done of significance?
2: I don't know what you mean by
3: structural, but in terms of um, okay. uh, changing... Standard. And the same, the same things we we've been mentioning about the reports. And uh, can you say that in your tenure you see any any movement or any evolution of of the organisation?
2: Yeah, I think culturally um, we have. I think we've become um, more management-led in terms of making recommendations to the board, um, and therefore engaging them in that respect rather than being necessarily a top-down it's more of a bottom-up with recommendations um, from the professional staff to the board of directors for a bit more of a sort of a management-led culture um, with governance from the board of directors um, rather than sort of executive decisions um, certainly in the last few years and um, looking at a continuing journey and evolution as we look to professionalize and continue the professionalization of our sport both on and off the field. Well, uh,
3: Andrew, I think uh, Wade is Yeah, very, honest, yeah uh, very, very much Wade on
2: uh, Hello Wade, how are you?
4: I'm great, uh, Andrew uh,
1: Happy New, new Year new to, you. to you Wade, of course, of the Barbados today uh, Wade, nice to have you on the show um, Any yeah. questions for Johnny? I
0: have quite a few um, um, I'll start with the the standard of our uh, backing our our, our, our batsmanship across the board and I'll, I'll I look specifically at coaching and what the West Indies, what the cricket West Indies is doing, to to try to help these guys with the batting. Now, for the last um, what ten or more years, we've identified batting as our problem,
4: mm-hmm.
0: but it seems that the cricket West Indies is especially doing little or nothing with respect to to helping these guys with their batting. Um, there are a number of of past West Indies players, great West Indies players. Some of them have actually been seemingly sitting down outside of the headquarters in Antigua, begging to help, but mm-hmm. they have not been not, they have not been utilized. People like, for instance, like Desmond Hines and, and and the others. I, I I want to find out from 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 Johnny, what specifically will CWI be doing to try to help the West Indies batting. I don't think you can. I think mm-hmm. it would be very ungracious if you accuse um, those teams of being one of our best or one of our better technical um players both in, 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 in all the formats. So what really is the West Indies um administration doing with respect to, to helping these guys there, but I'm talking both in terms of of white ball cricket and, and mm-hmm. red ball cricket.
1: Tony?
2: Well, I think um, you touched on a few things there. I mean, certainly coaching is a, is a, is a major focus of our strategy. and um, We've invested heavily in our education and development programs. We've recruited one of the best in Chris Brabazon to come and lead that. We've now got our own coaching courses from foundation all the way up to level three. It's uh, going to completely transform the way that the coaches in the region are um, um, developed. Uh, and the support that they'll be given through that development. Um, we've certainly made, um, and clearly COVID's been enormously disruptive, but we've made a big investment in, in continuing to improve pitches across the region. Um, but clearly with the, with the lack of um, uh, cricket that's been played and, and challenges for ground staff in terms of being able to do their jobs, that, that's been a challenge under COVID. But again, regional pitches, certainly in terms of match, match day pitches and Hopefully, we'll see that in the Under-19 Cricket World Cup across all of the, the games, not just the, the matches, but also the practice facilities. Um, we've made big strides because we believe that quality match um, pitches is, is crucial for good batsmanship. Um, as well as, you know, the next phase of that was always going to be trying to improve the practice facilities, um, because again, no point in them. Um, if, if, in producing world-class pitches on the field for first-class and international cricket if if you can't practice on those. So, again, we've tried to change and improve the pitches of the region, um, and that's an ongoing um, investment that we're trying to make in partnership with the stadiums and the territorial boards. Clearly, we've made a big strategic investment in CUDA's Cricket Ground here in Antigua, uh, which we're looking to develop uh, into our high-performance area, and that will become in a sense, our academy and finishing school for, for players all around the region, men, women and youth players to come uh, and to get technical support um, under the high performance team. So uh, we've made a number of um, investments. We've involved legends over the last few years, Brian Lara, Ronnie Starwan. I know a number of players have reached out to, individually to, to legends such as Desmond Haynes, as you mentioned. So uh, mm-hmm. I think batting is, uh, it continues to be a challenge, we've, particularly in our in our test side, where we've we've got real strength and, and have taken 20 wickets, but not necessarily got enough runs. No, but I think um, you know it continues to be a challenge and a major focus of Jimmy Adams and the cricket department of how we can t- continue to produce um, more world-class players who are better prepared for international cricket.
0: It's got to be correct to say that that this would be spread across years levels and not necessarily just with the senior the senior players.
2: Absolutely. I mean, Jimmy Adams has spoken regularly about actually that, you know, we need to in, mm. invest more time and, and getting, you know, fundamental techniques for, for bat, batsmen and batters of the region, um, you know, at a much younger age, at, at those under 15 levels when you're 13, 14, are developing those core technical uh, abilities um, at, at a young age so that you can then, you know, as you develop as a player, uh, go on and perform at the highest level. So yeah, absolutely. A focus on um, strengthening our youth programs and training programs uh, is is a big part of the uh, of the focus of our cricket department.
1: All right. uh, we're just 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 on the topic. We're going to take a, a commercial break when we come back. We're going to continue to get some questions from you. We also want to say hello to to Philo Wallace, who's joined us. And as I said a little bit later on, we uh, hope to. Uh, speak to Tony Marshall and to Sir Curly Ambrose.
6: Of course, yes, indeed. We're going to take a little break
1: ourselves until Mason gets back to us. Clean sweep,
0: welcome. Australia, Bangladesh,
3: Bermuda and Canada, England, the Netherlands,
4: India and Ireland,
3: New Zealand, Kenya. Pakistan and Scotland, South Africa, Zimbabwe
4: and
7: Sri Lanka administrators, players and fans welcome to World Cup cricket in the Caribbean Welcome to the best place in the world Welcome to the best game in the world Every man and woman every boy under Kentucky shot. Welcome, ball. We want you to have real fun In the island under the sun
4: Welcome, welcome, welcome Welcome to the best place in the world Welcome, welcome. to the
0: best in the world. <laughs>
8: Happy New Year to all of you, Evo Wade, from Barbados today. Yeah, also want to say, Happy New Year to the to Barbados. And obviously everyone knows it's in election mode. Mm. The numbers are going up. You have Mr. The Santos, so, so that special uh, section of Barbados that, that has been recognized. They have a lot of work coming their way. Some mm. know what I'm talking about. Yes. We have to be careful, uh, as you know. No yes, problem. yes, no yeah.
1: yeah. 534 yesterday, fellow.
0: Yeah, I, mm-hmm. hate the yeah. Worker, I hate you. There's a new one. I IHU. you. know what I mean? <laughs> you say, I you. I hear you. you. Yes,
8: yeah, I hear you. Oh my God. I hear it. Yeah. You know, I, I drew it. It, it, it is what it is, and we need to follow protocols. I'm happy to hear that, Johnny, and because I think are, are thinking outside the box in relation to what happened in Pakistan. Uh, I, I, I hope that all those guys return safely to the Caribbean because we heard nothing. We only heard they were in quarantine. Yeah, and yes, and yeah. You know that
1: are
7: they back
8: home, Johnny? Are they back home
1: quickly? Johnny, are they back home?
8: Everybody? Yeah, we we, we
2: got everyone home um, on the Christmas Eve evening in terms of into their, their home countries. Only um, the team Dr. Doctor, doctor man thing was, uh, was delayed by that 24 hours, but everyone else was back uh, in time for uh, Christmas Day with their friends and family.
1: And everybody COVID-free as you prepare for the first match against um, Ireland, as far as you know?
2: Uh, obviously we've had a few cases as we reported a um, mm-hmm. uh, few players in quarantine uh, a couple of support staff but mm-hmm. yeah hopefully um, uh, as Phil said with strong hopefully it means that they're um, mm-hmm. you know they're going to recover quickly and can, can uh, join up with um, mm-hmm.
1: the
0: team in, in, in Jamaica
1: mm-hmm. uh, yes uh, Wade?
0: Um, I think Andrew, you you spoke about this here uh, um, a couple of weeks ago, and I think Phil also spoke about it. And this mm-hmm. is with respect to commitment of these players
4: mm-hmm.
0: to West this cricket, and um, the suggestion that there seems to be a lack of discipline. Not only lack of discipline, but where the board is concerned, it seems that they've gone soft on the players, where uh, the players are basically allowed to do what they like. And my my my. You know, what I want to ask here is that what is the board doing? How, how is the board going to have these players commit to West Indies cricket? I see where some international teams, some international players, they make themselves available for the, for, for the country, and then they're they, they going to play the franchise cricket. is the other way around with West Indies players? And I, and I especially mean the white ball players. What, what are you going to do in terms of contracts? to to get these players or top players or also called top players to commit to because I find that even especially with work, that's not the main players that you have in leadership positions do not sign retain a contract, Right? But yet you might find that they're the captain before the retainer contract and that kind yes. of thing. And that does not engender that does not any mm-hmm. um, kind of commitment to West Indies. That's something I, that Cricket West Indies has allowed mm-hmm. these players to get away with Johnny what we're be doing in the future.
2: I don't know in the last few years of any player that's refused or turned down a West Indies central contract, um, at least from my understanding. Um, We have a a number of players under contract, 18 um, men's players under contract with further four development contracts, um, and clearly those contracts
4: um, are very,
2: very clear in terms of the players' obligations, um, and we manage those as appropriately. Appropriately as you would all expect us to. Uh, clearly, there are a number of uh, T20 specialists that, that aren't contracted, and um, you know, again, one of the selection policy criteria is commitment. So um, it's up to the selection panel and the head coach and director of cricket to sit with those players to understand what their commitment is, but um, uh, and therefore make a determination as whether they believe that they are available for selection or not. Um, I'm not sure who we're talking about in particular, but. Most all the players that um, went to the World Cup um, all played in the Caribbean Premier League, which is the domestic T20 version of uh, in that format. They, I think the vast majority, if not all of them outside of those who were injured, played in the, uh, the regional Super 50 Cup so, uh, and have been available for the cricket and that we've played this year, um, other than you know, the, the times where players were, mm. were given the option to, um, to miss a tour if, because of COVID concerns, and, and in particular that was the England tour in 2020, which was the first tour that that happened in biosecure um, in biosecure environment, and then that that trip to Bangladesh uh, in terms of uh, the early part of 2021. Um, but certainly commitment is a major part of the selection process and, and policy, um, and um, yeah, all the players under contract, um, you know, um, are managed. Um, in terms of all of the cricket they play so um, no, I think that's, in my opinion that's a bit more perception than
0: reality but,
1: mm. is, uh, is, and- is Andre Russell on the contract? No he's not Interesting Very interesting Just for your thoughts a minute there um, we're going to come back to you because of course there's several uh, issues that we want to, to discuss with uh, Johnny um, but Last week on Mason and Guests, we had a director um, of Cricket West Indies, Mr. Calvin uh, Hope. Uh, He was on the show, and he really gave, as we would say, some warm lashes to Cricket West Indies. I thought it important to to speak to a former director of of Cricket West Indies, and of course a former president of the Barbados Cricket Association. We're also going to get some reaction from Phil Wallace and from you as a journalist. Uh, But let me say uh, good evening to Tony Marshall. Hello, Tony. How are you?
9: I'm fine, thanks. And uh, how are you? I'm
1: okay. Happy to hear to you.
9: Thank you. and happy to hear to you, the panel, and your, your, your guests, and all your listeners.
1: Indeed. Well, well uh, first of all, um, you, you might have heard the show last week with, um, when we featured Calvin Hope, who would have been on the BCA board with you, um, and he was uh, scared in the attack of Cricket West Indies. What's your reaction to that, Tony? I'm
9: I, I, sorry to say, I, I did not like it. Um, I thought that Carvin picked around some of the questions put to him,
4: mm-hmm.
9: and I would love
10: to—I
9: would love to hear him respond directly to certain questions. Um, he spoke very strongly against the president. Mm -hmm. He's a member of the board. Mm -hmm. So I I would be inclined to ask him, and I would love him to answer directly, not Bitcoin, not skating around. Mm
4: -hmm.
9: Did he raise the matter at the BCA board level? Mm -hmm. And did the board endorse his thoughts and comments?
4: My second question to him would be, Did he raise it at CWI, Mm -hmm. the board, the West Indies board, in the presence of the president
9: whom he criticized heavily Mm -hmm. and disagreed with on policy issues? Did he give notice to either board or both boards of his intention to go public? Mm -hmm. Because if he didn't have the board, the BCA's endorsement, and he did not raise it at West Indies level. Did he think it was proper to go public without no. giving mm-hmm. them, either of them, the opportunity to express their views so he would know where they stood? And uh, he owns his seat at the West Indies board, mm-hmm. the Department Board.
4: Right.
9: So therefore the relevance of my first question that he raised the, the, the BCA board I think is highly important.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. W- w- well,
1: just before I get a reaction uh, from from uh, from Johnny and, of course, uh, from Phil, just let me say that, uh, you know, here Voice of it is we're in the balance. Very important. And I thought it was important uh, to have someone react uh, to what uh, Calvin said on the show. And, you know, Mason and guests, sometimes people are very critical, you know, when you have certain persons personalities on. And, and, you know, all the years I've been certainly doing cricket and uh, doing uh, shows, I, I believe in balance. I believe that, you know, you must always have another view. So I thought it very important that we um, have someone like you, uh, Tony Marshall, to uh, comment uh, on what happened last week. Now, with that in mind, uh, let's go to Johnny. Johnny, were you surprised by... Uh, what Paul, uh, Mr. Hope ha- had to say on the show last week? Uh,
2: well, I, I probably have to apologise to you again, Andrew, as I did a few weeks ago. I didn't actually listen to the show last week. Um, but um, from what you just said, uh, my understanding that Director Hope was critical of the president, um, not a huge surprise, obviously, as he was the running mate to um, the former director, um, Sanathi, um who ran against the president or, or, or went up against the, the, the president and vice president at the last elections back in, um, back in 2021. 20, so, um, yeah, I, I don't know what he said or what he was specifically crit, critical of, but, um, yeah, apologies again. I, I, I missed the show. Yeah. Um,
1: so you're saying to me that you, you haven't heard anything at all, Johnny, it was in the public domain. He, you know, he talked about the president saying that the decision to fire Pibus was perhaps the worst decision that was, that was ever made. And he basically said that uh, uh, the president of Cricket West Indies uh, had failed miserably. Johnny?
2: Well, as I say, Cricket West Indies is, is still not a one-man show. Mm. Uh, it, is a, it is a major organization, um, and I'm chief executive of it, so I'm, I'm, I'm hardly going to agree with, with that appraisal of uh, the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the protocol
1: though? Can, can a, a director just come out and make these comments like that? Uh, I mean, can, can he be brought before the ethics committee? Uh,
2: again, I, I, I didn't listen to the show. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, yeah, but Johnny, talking, but, but, you, but you don't
1: have to listen to the show.
2: Was he talking as a BCA director or as a CWI director or he, as an individual? I don't know. Well he was talking
1: as um, a CWI director.
2: Wow. Wow. There you
1: go. Mm. Uh, um, uh, Philo, you want to comment on it?
8: <laughs> yeah, as you can see, Johnny is on a ticket with the CEO of Cricket West Indies. Right. I agree with what uh, I said. Good evening to Mr. Tony Marshall. Happy New Year. And mm. all the other pleasant to so Mr. Marshall. Mm. Uh, I, I was listening to the poll. I was, thank you very much. Sir. I know I was invited last week by you, Andrew, but sure. I, know I had certain, to make. I was listening to the, and I was taken back by Calvin's approach uh, to Cricket West Indies as a director. Uh, as a director, you have a fiduciary duty to your board. Mm-hmm. He's also the vice president of Barbados Cricket Association and you need to seek clearance on what you're going to do and what you're going to say when it relates to certain matters. It's not about coming out and blasting people to become popular. There's a way in which you do things, and there's a manner in which you do things, and I, I say, and I thought that some things that he said I, I would not have said if I was in that position, because at the end of the day, Barbados Cricket Association, Cricket West Indies, and all the other territorial boards, they still they still deal with West Indies cricket. We have England coming to Barbados, and but Barbados Cricket Association will still have to go to Cricket West Indies for certain things, and you don't want to burn your bridges if you're disappointed with how organisation is run or is running, you have your time where there board meetings. That you, and if you're, if you're strong enough a person, you can get the board to make decisions against the running of your organization or make mm. some kind of changes. I don't think coming out in public and saying some of these things are, are warranted. Mm. At the end of the day, he's a professional man, and sometimes you need to, you need to behave in such a manner. Mm. You're not all happy with who runs organizations, but we have to respect the position that the person holds. And your time will come for you to make your your safe. And I think that, you know, it was unwarranted because at the end of the day, we want West Indies cricket to move forward. Because I listen, and he said that they don't listen. Now, if you're on a cricket board, Andrew, and you are, if you're a director of a cricket board, and you're making recommendations about cricket, you can't understand a board who's supposed to be running cricket not listening to you. Mm. So it has to be the way in which you're doing it, uh, or or, or how you're saying it, or trying to get through to the the board. So I, I just think that, you know, we, we know where, where Mr. Hope and Mr. Condé already stand. Mm. I have to congratulate him for being a... Uh, but obviously, he, he was, uh, again, uh, Barbeas. He's appointed Barbeas mm. Association President on, on Challenge or something like that. I congratulate him. Right. He has a lot of work to do. He's hoping that 2022 will be a better year. But they still have to go to these board meetings.
4: Right.
8: And, and, and they, need to, they, need, they need to understand that you mm. cannot have so much fighting in that board. And mm. if it is true, what he said, Mm. I, I think that the days have come. And I and I'm going to say this truthfully, Mr Grave. I know I sat on a, on a committee to review the whole process of selection. And if the governance of that board is not the governance of that board is not right, that needs reviewing too. And things need to be put in place to make it right for West Indies cricket. Mm-hmm. It is very sad to hear a director speaking the way which he is done Calvin and Calvin Hope, And the other directors as well. We mm. need to get our board clean, clean up right. our board and our image. It's mm. not good. Mm. It is hurting all cricket. Yeah. What's going on in that boardroom? is hurting all cricket on the field, huh?
1: Yeah. Um, Tony, Tony, um, y- you, of course, uh, would have been a, uh, you know, a director of, of Cricket West Indies and a former president of the Barbers Cricket Association. What, 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 what happened in this instance, though? I mean, um, you, know, you have a director coming out and speaking in the manner, which uh, Mr. Hope did. Um, what, what, what should happen? if anything at all
4: Uh, let
9: me try and and clarify certain things sure per se i am not at all suggesting that a director should not have a contrary view right as fellow rightly said there is a certain decency that is required of one's behavior Mm -hmm. his first point is absolutely important each member's fiduciary responsibility towards that board. If he felt certain issues had certain issues about the policies, the directions, etc., his first duty to speak to the president privately.
4: Mm.
9: Of course, I've been discussed it at home level with the BC board. and right. make sure That his thinking was not in conflict with the BCA board's thinking. Having spoken to the president, if absolutely nothing happened, and that is very unlikely, but if it was clear that the president had no no inclination towards paying attention to his complaint, Mm
4: -hmm.
9: he should then put the very president on notice. Look. I have raised these and not only president, the board. next board meeting, I am going to have to go public. That is the behavior. That is the code of ethics. Mm. You don't just come out and blast the president. Plus, plus, let us ask an interesting question. Did the president of the B C N know that he was going to do it? Mm. Well, are we to assume? Are we to assume that the president of the BC is in agreement with his comments? Mm. This matter, and it does not lend itself, as the uh, Lord just said, to the, the the oneness of the board. It doesn't lend itself to that. And uh, if I were the president. I would have to seek my board's view and, and see if disciplinary uh,
4: steps were, were not necessary. Ooh. But as a big person, as a man,
9: as an individual, Kate thought no better, should have known better.
1: Mm. Very interesting comments. Well, uh, Tony, I, I, I want to thank you for coming through and talking to us. I know you're a very busy man. Um, by the way, uh, you're not in the campaign trail, are you, Tony?
9: Um, I have not yet at all
4: <laughs> <laughs> I want to leave two things though for sure. Sure. So I on some. <laughs> sure. It is now,
9: I believe, about 15 years when I first raised this 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 point. Right. It is time, at the West Indies cricket team mm-hmm. or squad, for on this one West Indian heritage. They should be made to report for work on a morning at a given hour and to do work in the field and work absolutely. We cannot continue to have people assembling a week, two weeks before a, a, a tour a series and expect to get the best out of them. It is time that we start. Secondly, a lot of the leaders and the leadership of the Caribbean territories, Caricom, are more than these when the performance of the West Indies team is outstanding. Question do they contribute to the finances of the west indies cricket board Mm -hmm. do they and have they ever done it it is that each territory particularly those who look forward to having matches assigned to them should contribute offers it would enable the board to be able to pay its players better and i think it would reduce the frequency of a top player Going on, going on to the T20 World, West, West Indies has a tournament going. I would like to leave those. I would like to hear comments on them.
4: Mm-hmm.
9: Leave those because I think they are worthy of serious discussion and I dare say consideration around the Caribbean by the leadership. We have a lot of prime ministers who contribute handsomely to your program. Mm-hmm nice to hear what they have to say about it mm-hmm. now i know that we have covid we have the ash we have everything but there's something called a budget and i feel that if it were thought to be important enough even if it was even if it were more so some allocation could be made towards the west indies well,
1: Tony, I want to thank you very much indeed for coming through. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, you are certainly gonna get a reaction uh, from the panel. Um, happy new year to you. yes, Tony? Yes. 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 All right, well all right, uh,
0: Johnny come in and here uh, yeah, yeah sure, 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 you can. Um, I think Mr Hawk can defend himself when the time is appropriate. But I I just wanted like to I'm just gonna to and um, if I can recall correctly some of what he said, i think he said on the program that the, the current cwi administration that there's a lack there's a lack of collaboration and discussion on on key issues related related to made by, by just a few few people in particular in cities. and i got the impression that he didn't just just spoke out of turn or, or just just made that assumption i think that possibly that he would have made an effort to some of the things that you said he should have done or not you mr marshall said he should have done mm-hmm. so I, I i don't think we should be we should be overly harsh i think sometimes we get so caught up in being politically correct that we, we missed the main issue. And one of the issues that we raised was the fact that we got rid of a coach days or weeks day before a major international tournament. And that was a dumb decision. Mm. So that we look at it, that was a dumb decision. We have a meeting, right? So I, I think before we, we we are too fast to criticize Mr. Hawke, I think you have to look at, at, at what he said specifically and I get the impression that some of the choice was made within the upper echelons of the board. And as you say, decisions are made or were made by a few people, right? And that is a lack of collaboration. I, I, don't, I think he's a man that chooses his words very carefully. Mm-hmm. And from, from that, I do not get the impression that he just fought out of turn. But I don't think we should be so, so swift. To, to, to you, think
9: he, you, you think you think you think a bit the
0: frustration?
9: Andrew, a quick comment, please. Yes, Tony. We asked the question. We did, first of all, and not criticize them. I'm commenting on what the place. We asked the question. Did he report the matter to his BCA board? Did they endorse the positions he advocated? Secondly, did he put it to the West Indies board, there are clear answers to those questions. Yes or no. Mm. So we are not criticizing. We want to know. Mm.
2: Andrew, if I could just comment. Just sure. I've heard this a few, few times um, before, that um, Richard Piper's contract was um, ended in April of uh, 2019. As far as I recall, the World Cup took place in June. Um, of 2019 but everyone keeps talking about two weeks before or a week before or on the mm. eve of it it was it was two months before uh, richard pivus was also appointed interim head coach on the 4th of january of 2019 with the first test match starting at kensington on i think on or around the 20 something of, of that month um so again richard pivus was appointed just a matter of weeks before that test it We won that Test Series, as you know, 2-1. We drew the one-day international series uh, and got
5: annihilated
2: in the T20. So I think people have forgotten maybe the the context of that entire England tour in terms of the results and performance, and also the length of time between that management team um, uh, being disbanded after uh, the elections of 2019 and the World Cup start. Um, I just want to clarify those people. And in terms of governance reform, uh, the Webby report is available on our website. It's been shared with stakeholders. I don't know what Director Hope said about that, but uh, the, the governance reform um, has got a recommendation and done by the task force.
5: And in terms of decision
2: making, which was the other comment that I heard made, we've had more board meetings in 2021 and 2022, sorry, 2020 and twenty one than probably ever before. Uh, we've been meeting almost every four weeks uh, as a board every decision made is made as i said earlier from a recommendation for management um, but all of the decisions are approved and ratified by the board of directors so uh, i don't quite understand any anyone saying that decisions are only being made by one or two persons but decisions have been made through clear recommendations
5: and all decisions
2: are approved and ratified by the board of directors who have met probably more often in
4: 2021
9: than ever before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, this very interesting comment. Very interesting comment.
4: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. uh, um, um, Tony, Tony, just before you go, there's someone saying, uh, with all the talk coming from Mr. Wallace and Mr. Marshall, um, what would be the recommendation in relation to Mr. Hope?
4: Tony.
9: I, I answered that earlier. Mm. I said were I on seat, I would have to find out from my board it's thinking right. in terms of our proceeding towards some sort of, uh, of punitive action. Right. Because there has to be decency and uh, um, courtesy and, and, and some protocol mm.
4: in
9: the life of a board.
1: Mm. Interesting. All right, Tony, well, thanks very much for coming on the show. We want to wish you all the best for 2022. We will take a break, and when we come back, we want to talk to the head coach of the Ireland side who's already on Zoom, and we will continue our discussion on Mason and Guest. Mason and Guest brought you to the Association with our very good friends at ASFA White Room. the best shot of the day. Yes, indeed. We have heard it. You heard the other side, it's always good. We hear from two the sides. Of a story. Don't you take one side and come to a conclusion. That's, That's my nice, my take nice, those so. matter. Mr. Hope might have had his views. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to
0: hear from somebody else and I'm glad we heard John made those comments. We are on amazing.
1: of course, listening to the cricket show. We invite you to be with us each and every yes. Sunday evening, until 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we talk cricket, cricket. only, only cricket. Cricket. on Sundays. Hope you can join us. David, you're, you're muted. Okay, this, we, we, everybody wants to hear you,
2: Mason and Guest. Uh, for, for Philip. Andrew, um, oh sorry, sorry, I'm going to have to uh, leave the show now, but I would just like to uh, um, welcome officially David to the region and to uh, congratulate him on his recent appointment as head coach of Cricket Ireland, and to wish him and the team a, a safe and uh, enjoyable tour of the Caribbean, albeit in difficult circumstances. But I'm afraid, Andrew, I need to go now. No, you do. Okay.
1: Well, Johnny, thanks very much for coming through and talking to us on Mason and Yes. All right. Thanks. Thanks, thanks, you thanks to John. Happy
0: New Year to everyone.
1: All right. Happy New Year. All right. D- David, how are you? Have you settled in quite nicely in relation to, um, uh, Jamaica?
10: Yes. We, we've had a, obviously it was a bit awkward in that we had some COVID cases when we left the USA, so we had to, uh, do some quarantining in our rooms for three days, but we, uh, we got out yesterday to practice at Sabina Park and we got down there again today. And, uh, Obviously, we have a warm-up game tomorrow, so we're looking forward to playing some cricket.
1: So, so you're saying you had COVID cases, that's before you came to the Caribbean. Um, th- th- that would have been part of the team?
10: Yes, we had a couple of guys and a couple of uh, staff that were with us that uh, unfortunately uh, tested positive and they were left behind in, uh, in the USA, and uh, they're going to come on and join us, obviously, when they've done the appropriate length of time uh, and are cleared to travel so it's been a little disruptive as you would probably be aware our 350 over games in the USA were called off because right. of COVID so, um, it's been a little frustrating but you know hopefully everybody is uh, is now clear and ready to go and, and hopefully as I say we have a warm up game against Jamaica tomorrow that we're really looking forward to
4: mm-hmm.
1: um, Doctor any questions for David
3: uh David, how difficult has it been with these interruptions as it relates to individuals coming down with COVID? Uh, do you think there are any changes or any tweaking you can do with your squad and the bubble to, to
10: make it less
3: likely to happen in the future?
10: Uh, well, it's, uh, obviously, I haven't been around international cricket, Mike. My- Forty has been English county cricket. so It's all quite new to me. The bubbles. Um, we were in a managed bubble in the USA, which meant you know we uh, we had some rules that we could we could leave the hotel. Uh, obviously, that has now changed. Uh, having had those distractions of COVID, we're now uh, going to be staying in the hotel with the West Indies team and all the media. So you know, in this environment, I hope that we can avoid any more. Um, issues and, and just concentrate on playing some cricket. But it's very frustrating because I'm a cricket person. I don't know the protocols. I'm relying on other people to decide whether the games can go on or, or, or not. And if they do go on, who's allowed to be selected or not? So it's it's frustrating from a cricket person because um, we're not talking about cricket. We're talking about things that are affecting our games. And, uh, you know, I just thought we can put this behind us in in 2022. What are the
3: economic uh, ramifications of having to operate and tour during COVID? Has has anyone done an analysis to determine what percentage increase is it compared to pre COVID or or how much more money is being spent?
10: Yeah, I I would imagine there's more cost involved. I mean, obviously, nobody shares a room. Everyone's got single room, so there's a a cost involved in that straight away, but... um, I, I'm afraid I, I'm not uh, I'm not the money person either, with cricket Ireland. So no COVID chat, no money chat. Um, so I'm afraid <laughs> I've got, I haven't got too much to offer you there. But if i have got any cricket chat, I'd love to talk cricket. <laughs> I, been... Well, what
3: about Ireland getting to play more
10: cricket? Be it um, white ball or red ball cricket? Yeah, I mean I'm I've only been in post a short time, and I'm only going to be an interim. It's an interim position for me for 3 months um
4: Ooh.
10: which covers would have covered the USA this uh, series against the west indies and then the world cup qualifiers uh in the, in oman so that that's what what I've got ahead of me uh the new head coach has been appointed and uh, he'll be starting in march so uh as as far as I'm concerned that's so my my main focus is is on that um mm. on the against the West Indies, where we have a chance to shine against you know, a great cricketing nation, and then a, a, a kind of really important thing for Cricket Ireland is trying to qualify for that t 20 World Cup, so that's we've got two great challenges ahead of us
8: uh, David, right obviously, congratulations on your appointment making, it's a short lived. but how important is this series against West Indies uh, mm. for Ireland's cricket going forward Obviously on yourself as a coach. I know you said you're new to the to, to the position, but obviously interim, you're still looking to do good things coming out of the series. I know the USA you were disrupted and you lost one of your, your leading batsmen and Paul Sterling to COVID. Obviously he'll be joining your squad later. How are you going to now tinkle with your with your uh, your your warm up game and also the games against West Indies knowing that these players haven't been playing any cricket?
10: Yeah, well, in tomorrow's game our captain Andrew Baburney is gonna go and pull the opening position. Um and we'll we're gonna promote one of the lads from down the order who uh, did a similar job against South Africa. So that that will be in the short term. Obviously Paul Sterling is a massive miss to any cricket team. Um obviously an island team he's he's the mainstay, he's our star batsman, he's a, a very good human being as well. He's a lovely humble guy and mm. we we're gonna miss him. Um but it does create opportunities for others to to come in. It's in a very exciting series, you know, uh, as I said, the history of West Indies cricket, Sabina Park. Um, I guess in terms of the West Indies team, uh, obviously some great players have kind of left the stage and there'll be some new hungry guys looking to put their mark on West Indies cricket. But I think it does give us a chance to really shine as a team and hopefully one or two individuals can have really strong series and and put themselves on on kind of the world cricket map
1: interesting um just before you go um in terms of that gale match you maybe a little disappointed you're not going to get a chance to be part of that match that was supposed
10: to yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of talk about that in america um a lot of excitement obviously um i've never met chris gale but uh you know i've been a big fan of his um what he's done for uh, in all three formats as well you know it's easy to forget he hasn't played test cricket for a while but he's got a pretty decent test match record for sure so mm. it's um yeah it is we, we wanted to be part of that we wanted to you know show our respects to him um we hope for a bumper crowd um but yeah that's the world we're living in at the moment isn't it things things change quickly, and uh, unfortunately that, that is not going to be our opportunity to say goodbye.
1: Mm. Well, we want to thank you very much indeed, David Ripley, for coming and talking to us. Final question, what are your expectations? Do you think, despite your challenges, you've got to be enough side to uh, come over with the gold?
10: Yeah, I think, I think we want to be competitive. It would be nice to start well. I we have missed those three games in the which would have been good to get those under our belt, but it's, you know, we can start well, big clubs to be competitive, mm. then Paul, you know, Paul Sterling will hopefully uh, be fitting well to join us, and yeah, I said it's a real chance for a couple of our lads to have really good days out against high-quality opposition, and um, I'm also, from a personal point of view, looking forward to seeing Jason Holder, who Jason was with us at Northamptonshire, yeah, where I was, was head yeah, to, um, yeah. a number of years, and I haven't seen him since he left, uh, left us. So I'm looking forward to catching up with Jason from a personal view. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm confident there's going to be competitive theories.
1: Well, that was my final question. I don't know if Philo or Dr. Ford, they've got any other questions for you? Uh, Philo?
10: I just want to know,
8: David, how you, have how, how you found the facilities uh, uh, at the Park? I don't mm. know if you had a, a look at the surface, but it's yes. a lot different to your custom
10: too. Well, it's been a very interesting surface every time. I've been on a lot of pre-season tour to Barbados. Uh, I've been to Sabina Park a very long time ago uh, when I was with England under 19s. But all the places, Grenada, all the places have been very much like the surface we had in America, which is, you know, very not much grass, very well rolled, kind of got a sheen to it. Um, but the wicket at Sabina Park looks very English style, it's got a Mm. A healthy covering of grass. Mm. Some of that grass is, is, is green, um, and I've never seen a wicket uh, looking like that in the Caribbean. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it how, how that plays tomorrow when we get out there on the middle. And the nets the nets reflected uh, the wicket in the middle as well. The nets were mm-hmm. also got a bit of grass on them, and it was yeah, it's very unique. Mm. I, I, oh yeah. Unique. I saw the good grounds.
4: <laughs>
10: yeah, I don't know the I met the groundsman for a couple of times, Richard. And
4: have yeah.
10: uh, had chats with Richard, he's mm. been very helpful. You should yeah. know his
1: nickname. You should know his nickname.
10: <laughs> no, I don't know his nickname. I'll sit with Richard. Don't offend him, Andrew.
1: <laughs> yes. Well 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 we <laughs> Well, we want to thank you Matt, indeed for coming. So we, we hope to to, to Talk to you again very soon, David Ripley. Of course, the, the head coach of the other side. You're you're in the job. He said for what three months?
10: Yep, just until the end of uh, February, and I, I'm going back to Northants. Right. With a change role there. Uh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and do you know who's going to take over from you?
10: Yeah, it's a, a guy called Henrik Milan. He's been appointed yesterday, Ooh. I think. Who's a South African guy. Right. Who's been coaching? Uh, he's been coaching in Auckland. And he's done some work with the New Zealand national team, so you know, young guy, 40 years old,
1: mm-hmm.
10: and I'm sure he's going to bring a lot, a lot to the side.
1: Right. Thank you very much, David Ripley, the, um, the man who's would uh, to uh, bring all the tactics at Sabina Park. Of course, Jamaica land we love that pitch. You know, Michael Holden and Courtney Walsh, some of the great fast would have enjoyed the conditions over the years. I've never seen some fantastic knocks. At that. A double century by Lara back in 1999. I mean, that stands out in my mind as an absolutely tremendous, tremendous performance. David, thanks, and enjoy the rest of your evening. Okay. All right. There, yes, you,
4: guys. Or,
1: there you have it. Okay. And Wade is with us. Uh, Wade, we're going to um, say goodbye to you now. I know that you are uh, a very busy man writing your stories in Barbados today. Um, what, what are your expectations for 2022 in West Indies Cricket?
0: Well I I was saying maybe somewhat controversial but I think with the present CW, CWI dispensation of the current board I, I really do not think we're gonna have that much improvement in our cricket. Mm. I, I I I think the board and this is where I agree with Ms. Mr. Mr. The Board has been found wanting. Mm-hmm. Um I'll give you one simple example. And um it was amusing to hear Mr Marshall talking about discipline or what have you, but I think this current board is probably one of the most indisciplined boards that we've had for for a while and I'll, I'll tell you why. Now we had a an outburst public outburst by Mr Gale right. directed towards towards one of our legends. Security. So Security. So right. Totally uncalled for and in fact he was proven to be right. Now I'm sorry that Johnny has gone because this, this will be directed at him. I, I remember reading there rather than having a a, 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 a just in just the same amount that he had a, a public outburst against Mr. Ambrose, rather than giving Mr Gale a public dressing down, I remember um Johnny saying that he had a quiet word. Yes. With,
4: yes. He had a quiet
0: word with with this with, with Gale. I think that is the one of the problems with this board is that it has out to the players so much so that the, the, the discipline that is needed in terms of administration, I think, is lacking, right? It is it's serious lacking. I think um, Mr. Skerritt is more on a popularity campaign than an administrative campaign. I agree completely with what um, Mr. Wolfhard has had to say. I, I will let you all argue about whether you should have said it, where you should have said it and how you should have said it.
4: Mm-hmm. But
0: I think in terms of what he actually said, I agree with him. Mm. I think this is the, this is what the worst board we've had. Ooh. And I, 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 I think they basically allow players to do as they please. There is no discipline, there's no commitment. So in terms of what's gonna happen in twenty twenty two with war cricket, I think as as currently constructed, I think we'll be fortunate if we see any progress in the cricket. This year, I I I I think that the, the test team, the testing um, has the potential to improve because I think it's a more disciplined unit. But right now, the, the white ball team, I think that is basically held to Skelter. So So um, I do not be if I were in the series. Ooh, really? I hope not. I hope mm. not. Mm-hmm. Right? But Andrew. The, the 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 discipline is lacking in CWI. Mm-hmm. There,
1: there,
0: there, there is no, as far as I'm concerned, you have a situation where there's a lack of consistency in decisions that they make. There's a lack of consistency in what they say. Um, let's give another example. They picked um, Andre Fletcher to go to the World Cup. I didn't think he he's going to the World Cup, but they picked him. Do you know that he hardly played? But the very next tour, they didn't pick him. Mm-hmm. There was no indication that he was injured or anything. But they didn't pick him. To me that shows the kind of confusion in West in this cricket. Mm-hmm. Because if he's good enough to go to the Cup, then he should he should have been good enough to go to to on the Pakistan tour bar an injury. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I think this, this this not only the, the, the um the selectors need to be to be looked at i think the board itself needs to be looked at Mm -hmm. because some of the decision making policy making i don't think is geared towards Mm -hmm. a consistent level of performance in west indies cricket Mm -hmm. i'll I'll, I'll depart from you yeah
1: sure we want to thank you very much for coming through and offering your your thoughts um happy new year to you and we hope to have you again uh, sometime on Mason and Guest. Thanks for coming. Thanks a lot. Thanks all right. All right. Thank you very much indeed. 441790. Uh, you can give us a call in passing. The to 727 in the country. What we're going to do, we're going to pause for business calls when we come back. Of course, we want to get some reaction as well to uh, the teams that have been selected and note with interest that uh, Kieran Potter is back as captain. And uh, some people reckon that that really uh, should not be. 441790 for that business cause. Listen to guess Yeah, yeah. What do you have to share with us, uh, Carla? Uh, that's a that's a personal matter. What, 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 why are you I bringing have that to on share Mason and
9: Guest?
1: Eh? Oh. Oh.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Let, let's 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 take another call. Uh, yeah. Hello. Welcome, Mason and Guest. Hello. Welcome, Hello. Mason and Guest. Yeah. Good night. Good night to you, sir.
0: Yeah, mate, I, I don't understand how come he not anything.
1: Watch mm. Well, they say that he that he's not. He didn't pass the fitness test.
4: Did uh, you I Did, did you team, not hear so that?
1: I heard that, but when I saw him out there working, well, oh, he was. You You, you, you What What That What? He, hello.
0: Hello. Hello. I'm He worked up. He looked very fit to me. On the other field. Hello? Yeah, yeah, hello? Yeah, hello. No, I was uh, Yeah, but that
1: doesn't mean, but that, that, that doesn't mean that he's sick, caller. So, the
0: here you Hello? Hello? Well,
1: I don't know. I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, how, what why what how, how, I I'm not expert on that. There, there there was a report that came through that said that um you know, Hetmayer um is not fitting. He pa- he didn't pass the fitness test.
0: I saw that as well, but yeah, but but he if, if he's not fit practice. he's not
1: fit and don't and call don't promote that. I mean, you gotta get these guys right. If he's not fit I agree he's not with fit. You.
0: Yeah. I agree with you. So 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 why do you
1: wanna play someone who's possibly not, not fit?
0: if I'm performing at your work at one to an
1: inch. So? I just, that's no, just my opinion. Mm, I see. Where are you calling from? What part of Barbados are you calling from? St. Michael. Oh, St. Michael. All right. Well, I want to thank you very much indeed for coming through and talking to us on Mason and Guests. 441790, give us a call and participate in the show. Uh, fellow. in terms of the selection of the team, we we note with interest that Paul is back. Are you happy with the squads?
8: I I... <laughs> You know, I, the squads are the squads. The, the interim panel has picked the squads uh, for this uh, the T20s against Ireland and England. Uh, obviously, Pollard has, has said that he, he he's fit enough to come back and play. I, I am not I'm not keen on Pollard as in these cricket teams moving forward. But so we had something going forward in, in, in Pakistan, uh, but we, we decided look we're going to go back again. Pollard the captain and he's done that. And, we, and The board has done that. All I want to say, Andrew, on the squad is that I would like the guys to vote there more well. Ireland is looking to do well. I think that West Indies look to do, should look to do better against Ireland. And then really look to prepare themselves for England. But go on, underestimate the Irish. He's captain. Andrew, we have to support the squad. There's a few selections that I'm I'm, up a, I'm not really in, in agreement with. But I'm away from cricket in the Caribbean. And, and I would just say that, that I want to see these guys perform. This is 2022. The West need to start winning cricket matches. Fort Simmons is the interim lead selector. He has, he has all the cards in his hands. And it's up to him now to turn around this West Indies team. Bangladesh is on the, is on the verge of beating New Zealand in New Zealand. So things can happen positively mm. if you have the mindset, Andrew. I think that Cricket West Indies have given Simmons and all the others and the members of the squad everything they need. We just want them to go and perform. And for the caller... I don't know if you follow social media. I'm very disappointed in Hetmer, Mm.
4: I'm
8: not going to speak about anything with Hetmer again until he realizes that he is the talent. But not only talent gets you where you want to go. It's something called discipline and responsibility. He's married. He has friends.
4: Mm -hmm.
8: And in a certain way, you carry yourself. Dr. Ford, you, myself, a lot of experienced people, we try to keep ourselves a certain way. Right. It is not good for Hetmer to be that way as a young man at 24 years old who could be one of our captains down the road. It's not good. And he needs to be told that he has to pull himself up and fly right. It's, it is ridiculous. Non-selection comes down to one, one bug word all the time with Hetmar. Does he care? I, I'm not so certain. Mm-hmm. The Clive Lloyd said it on the program offering help. If the Clive Lloyd can't get through, well, I, I don't know who can get
4: through. Mm. You have
8: someone who is you now the lead selector for Guyana, a right. former West Indies batting star. And if these people can't help you, I, I, I don't know who can help them. Mm. I'm, I'm terribly sorry. I'm serious, Andrew. You see, I am saddened that I'm not in the Caribbean where my voice should be heard a lot more. You know, mm. because these fellas need to know <laughs> the time of the day. They do, you know, yes. even from even from the board levels, Andrew. Right. I'm a big advocate that that board is too big. Mm. I'm a big advocate, that. I would like to see that board cut to seven.
4: To but seven. all players
8: need to understand, there mm. are six, dire- six directors and the president. I would like all players to understand that there's West Indies cricket they're representing. Mm. And there's a certain, there's a certain protocol, my a certain protocols that go along with being a West Indies so I feel football I should have been ready for Ireland and score a lot of runs coming into the England series. I agree with that. has to start all over again. Philo, 2022
1: has caught him out. Fiddle, um something very positive, Haley Matthews. I'm sure you've met her. She's joined us. We thought it important given what happened to her last year. Really tremendous comeback to be missed on, on the show. Good evening, Haley. Happy New Year to you.
5: Hey, good evening. Happy New Year. And thanks for having me on the show.
1: Right. Now, tell us about last year. What, what a turnaround.
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously a pretty big and exciting year for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got the challenge of obviously trying different batting positions um, throughout the season. And, yeah, I think uh, whenever the challenge came up, I was able to fit in pretty well and do what was necessary for the team at mm-hmm. most opportunities, which was really good for me. And, yeah, I think the most exciting part was definitely, I think, how my bowling went. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I exceeded what I would have expected, and I guess a lot of people would have expected out of me. From last year, so yeah, I'm pretty happy with that.
1: Yeah, it was tremendous. Um, We know you by bringing that as an opening back, so we've tried different positions. What's what's your, with the experience now, what's your favorite position, Uh, Haley?
5: I wouldn't necessarily say favorite. Um, I do think, though, batting at number five five. uh, for these last couple of games, Mm -hmm. uh, I found it quite different, but at the same time, quite comfortable. Um, I think just being able to come in with the feel
4: relaxed
5: and Mm -hmm. you know just have a bat from there being able to take my time Mm -hmm. um, play some spin early on has been really good for me i think the ball isn't swinging too much as well at that period of time where i come in usually and yeah it's been a pretty good experience i've been able to get some runs down at number five in those last couple of games in pakistan that we played and even the practice match that we had before the world cup qualifiers was called off so Mm -hmm. Um, it's definitely not something I'll fight up against at any point. I think it does bring a really, really good balance towards the team, Um, Mm -hmm. having two players like myself and Steph Taylor at four and five. So, yeah, I'm all for doing what's best for the team, and it's been working out for me so far. Uh,
1: And and fellow uh, Barbadian Dottin, uh, what a performance from her as well, a very dangerous cricketer. Uh,
5: That's her fellow me?
1: No, 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 that's you. I was just talking about, <laughs> oh, sorry, about that. I you said <laughs> no, no, I said Dottin, Dottin, no, I, I
5: you said for, for a second. Yeah, mm-hmm. no worries. um But yeah, Dee has always been a pretty explosive cricketer as everyone knows. Um She's one of the most known uh female cricketers in the world when it comes to popper hitting mm-hmm. on a whole and mm-hmm. I think her at the top of the order has been a really good balance for us and the team um, along with Rashada Williams
4: mm-hmm. who's
5: probably a bit on the slower side but I think with more really aggressive and and mm-hmm. one pretty stable has been a good balance for us. Um, she's definitely been scoring a lot of runs this year in that opening position. Um, we kind of swapped spots in a sense, and I've been able to do well at number five
4: mm-hmm. as
5: well. So it's just good that we're able to sort of start finding that balance in our batting lineup, mm-hmm. especially with it getting so close towards the World Cup now uh, coming up in March.
1: Right, indeed. Well, Dr. Ford, one of your favorite cricketers, uh, <laughs> uh, she's with you, uh, of course. And, and Philo, is is over to you, Dr.?
3: Yeah, definitely. Always good to speak to Haley. Um, it's, it's always wonderful. Very articulate uh, young lady. <laughs> Haley, you, you've been you've been coached by uh, Courtney Walsh. What's it like now having such an illustrious West Indian uh, guiding uh, your squad?
5: Yeah, I mean it's been fantastic. I think I just looking at the structure of um, our entire camps and the training sessions have been really good. He's brought in some fantastic coaches to work with us. We have Corey Collimore as our fast swimming coach. Mm-hmm. We've had Ryan Austin as our spin coach. Um, Steve Lebridge he's been working with the fielding and the wicket-keeping. And then Robert Samuels has been working with us batters as well. So I think there's a really good balance at the moment um, throughout the coaches and the players. Uh, everyone's been getting... A bit more zoomed in on their specifics, and I think that's probably something we were missing in the past. Um, not having as much prior power in the coaching area to really break it down to the basics in, in those general areas. So that's been really good, and I think uh, Courtney's done a really fantastic job bringing in the right people to blend with the girls. And yeah, those other coaches have done a really good job from blending in with the girls themselves.
3: Well, well, from talking to him on the show and, and otherwise, he always seems so come and and also yep. <laughs> you know with dedication and passion um how about having some of the some other people come in and speak to the team how, have there been other players uh other legends that you that the team has benefited from uh during this period or even before
5: yeah, yeah, I mean, we've actually had quite a few guest speakers just coming in and speaking to the team on a whole um. We had Darren Sami come in and speak to the group. Obviously, everything over Zoom because of the bubbles and everything that we've been in. Um, but we had Darren Sami come and speak to us on a couple of things. Uh, we, a- we actually had Charlie Shalian Fraser Price come and speak to us. Ooh, um, just Yeah, just when we were in our last camp, which was pretty exciting, obviously. Everyone was a bit over the moon with that. So, I mean, even just him being a legend himself and having access to those kind of people and those kind of experiences... Um, brings a whole lot of knowledge to the table for us um that we wouldn't have been able to tap into otherwise so yeah i guess overall he's just kind of helped helped us in a sense that he's been able to bring in the right people he's been able to bring in experience he's been able to uh put other people from other organizations around us and it's all been really good and moving us in the right direction well
3: from from a uh... Standpoint of the year that's passed, I think women's cricket has been the the real beacon for cricket West Indies. And <laughs> as far as success is concerned, uh, the girls have done very well. I think that we, we can agree that, that the girls are not given the exposure and the you know we don't talk about you as much as we should. But as you see the development of the team through last year and and for the future, are you optimistic and and also, are there any other things that you'd like to see for the unit or for winning cricket in the in the region?
5: Yeah, I mean, I am optimistic, obviously. Um, I think the growth that we've seen throughout the team over the last year has been pretty good. Um, obviously, playing Pakistan twice, um, a team probably ranked around our same caliber. Um, we were expected to do pretty well, which we were able to. Um, But I think going into next year, having a series early on against South Africa, hopefully, and then into the World Cup, I think is going to be a true test of where we're really at um, as a team. I think then looking on to the future past that, um, you speak about recognition and stuff throughout the Caribbean and what more can be done. And I don't know. I just kind of look at it as a lot of our players are, I don't want to say pretty old, but getting to that age, where are next? five, six years, I know for sure a lot of people are going to be filtering out and we're definitely going to need some young players coming into the system. And I think that's a big part of where our regional cricket is going to step in. Um, obviously, unfortunately, due to, due to COVID, mm-hmm. we haven't been able to play much regional cricket over the last two years. But I think that's definitely something that we could or we should more mm-hmm. so look to expand on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you look around the world, you look at Australia, England, South Africa, even all all over pretty much. And um, the better teams are the teams with the really strong regional and domestic setup and structure. And I honestly think if we're going to be able to keep up, we need to somehow, I guess, build a domestic structure that can help benefit players uh, from a very young age. I think if you look at it now, the only kind of professional setup that a lot of women have are when they get into a Westonese setup and break into a Westonese setup. And yeah, I definitely think that is something that needs to change. Obviously these are difficult times with COVID and, yeah, just hopefully uh, when mm-hmm. things start to get a bit better, Cricket West Indies can look into that a bit more. Um, to yeah, to kind of help benefit women, even myself um, playing. now, one thing is that we definitely need to continuously be going into camps in order to be in a good good cricketing structure. And although that's really good on Cricket West Indies for continuously giving us those camps um, to be able to train.
4: Mm-hmm. At the
5: same time, it is a wish where we wouldn't have to leave home every month every month and a half in order to go to camp for a couple of months to get proper training in. So, um, yeah, I think that's definitely one area that I would always say we need to kind of work on, um, even if not for the development for our lifestyles as well. I mean, no one necessarily wants to be out 24-7 just for training. Um, and I think that if we can have a really good and uh, really strong domestic structure, um, that's going to help with that side of it, not having to be in problems as much, as well as the development of women's cricket as well.
8: Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Hello. Hey. Uh, really I want to say good evening, happy New Year. Congrats on your obviously <laughs> you. wonderful achievements. Uh, it was never beyond you. Uh, I wouldn't even thank go back to Harston College days, but um, mm-hmm. uh, you've obviously <laughs> you've obviously come on leaps and bounds. Uh, Courtney Walsh has made some impact, and the thing is, we, 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 you know, you, you, you're performing or you're performing up in the bubble lifestyle. What is Sorry. it that oh, okay. sort of, you to perform? in the bubble, yeah. living in a bubble as a, as a cricketer. What is it yeah. that you have been doing mm-hmm. to keep you focused, to keep your performances consistent? Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Uh,
5: I think if I'm being quite honest, um, I think now that we have, I guess, separate coaches to separate areas, as batters, in a sense, we're really able to focus in and honing in on, just what we need to do as batters, even if it comes down to skills, the things that we weren't doing right. And I think a coach like Robert Samuel was us straight back to the basics from the first time he came. Um, he didn't take anything for granted within us. And it was quite amazing, actually, when he first came, um, probably how much he showed us that he would have thought we'd known that we really didn't. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess that kind of goes back to the same structure mm-hmm. of, sorry, the same thing of not having a structure coming up. Um, so many of our girls just come into the system uh, from playing cricket, I guess, with boys growing up in school or even just on mm-hmm. the road and then going into play for their countries a couple of years and then coming straight up. Um, so I think for sure just having those individual coaches and being able to work on specifics, being able to work on proper game plans, um, how we want to be executing our innings, um, exactly the role we play with any team, with any batting, batting setup. Um, and, yeah, all those things kind of put together gives you a much better idea when you get out there on the crease and gives you a better opportunity to be able to execute as well if I'm being quite honest. Mm-hmm. And then success
8: living in the bubbles because we hear bubbles, the bubble life is tough. What calls
5: you <laughs> yeah, to- it is very tough if I'm being honest. Um, they can mentally break you down know, sometimes, I'm not going to lie. Oh, you
1: seem to have lost hearing uh, there. Oh, all right. Uh, uh, touching
5: right.
10: subject.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna try to to, to get her back. Um and Ronnie Clark is uh very happy that Man United lost yesterday to Wolves. Again. <laughs> uh Philo by the way, um while we try to get Haley back, are you coming home to vote?
8: Philo? Oh, Joe, I am not coming home to vote. I hope that for our business to do the right thing. Hmm. Uh, and what is the I, right I'll thing, vote. Philo? to vote for the government the right government <laughs> <laughs> you know uh um, prime happy election. no but
1: it's interesting you, you said you said to vote for the government and then you said to oh. vote for a government i i i from that
8: yeah interesting. but the, 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 <laughs> at the moment i'm <laughs> prime minister's is a general election yes yeah. the elections are set for january nineteenth. nomination day was january 3rd and the people who the potential people who, were, who would obviously make up uh, Parliament, the government, are out there canvassing.
4: Mm-hmm. And they
8: are looking to the, 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 the support from whoever. And I, and I wish all the, all the participants all the very best. Mm-hmm. I know your good friend, Alison Weeks, is... is, is yes, she's with yes, Allison. she's my client, um, actually. She's yeah, doing yeah. all a solution Trav- Barbados.
1: Trav- so, so it means Trav- I need Trav- to help for them.
8: The second. <laughs> yeah, but I wish all the very best. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I know it's going to be challenging. But uh, sometimes change is good. Right. I hope that Barbadians will allow right. to change within the government so that there will be a bit more flexibility
1: right. and discussion. Well, Philo, um, Haley's back. She, she's not part of the campaign at all. She stays away <laughs> from politics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she'll be here, of course. In the, is it the 19th, uh, fellow? Yes. Uh, yes Haley, you, you should not be of that. Uh, yes, I'm in Saint James, <laughs> south. I've got Dr. Ronnie Awood and I've got uh, Sandra... Um, Sandra husband, so I got to make a decision as to who I'm going to vote for. I'm going to consult my very good friend Ronnie Clark, uh, who is my executive producer, and once he, likes he tells your friend, me, huh? yeah, he, he does <laughs> when he's he's <gone>, down black No, <laughs> we like that. Uh, Haley, do
5: you like politics,
1: by the way? Haley?
5: Uh, I mean, I haven't really focused much on it to be honest. I feel like we're constantly aware all the time, so we don't really get affected oh. as much. If I'm being honest.
1: No, I see. I see. Fair enough. Well, all right. Um, now, in terms of going forward now, you had an excellent year. You are looking forward, of course, to the World Cup. What do you have to tell um, uh, the, the other women who are aspiring to play cricket across the Caribbean?
5: I mean, I think probably if you look a couple of years back versus now, you see how much growth has gone on in women's cricket. Mm-hmm. Um, I reckon even, if, even though it's not exactly where we want it to be right now, Mm -hmm. Um, is leaps and bounds further than it was I guess five, six years ago and it's for sure something that you can come now and make a career out of as a female which is obviously something that you weren't able to do once upon a time Mm -hmm. Um, so you know I think it's encouraging to see that a female can want to play cricket nowadays and be able to go out there and Mm -hmm. pursue their dreams and I will always encourage it Mm -hmm. um, because of the opportunities that are given now. Mm
1: -hmm. Wonderful. Haley, we want to thank you very much indeed for coming through I know it's a very busy time for you. Good to have you back uh-huh. home. A little bit concerned when you were, uh, as you would say, far away. Um, and <laughs> the COVID threat, and the, the, you came home, and you were quite happy, of course, to be home with, uh, with your family. And we want to wish you all the best in 2022.
5: Yeah, no worries. Thank you very much.
1: All right. Thank you very much indeed. Our star, Haley Matthews, always good to, uh, to speak to her. And, of course, um, had an excellent, excellent year uh, and we will continue, of course, on Mason and Guess, uh, to ensure that we promote the women. Um, doctors sometimes we accused of not promoting the women enough. Doc?
3: Yes, that's why I, I mentioned it to Haley, and I, I'm yeah. glad that you were able to get her in and look at the positive uh, side because, uh, you know, you you are accused of being too negative. Uh, I'm not sure how you carry that heavy load of negativity. I like but, that. But, but getting back to negativity, um, looking at at the this younger squad, and you know that's been chosen to play Ireland and and beyond. You still wonder what the goals and the what are we trying to achieve as a white ball team, really? really? Having having uh, Pollard still leading the team. I mean, a guy who's had 191 internationals and scored 312 50s and averaged 26, 93 T20s with 650s and averaged 24. I mean, mm. at this stage, haven't we seen enough of Mr. Pollard to know that He's struggling. Do we need an executive captain? Do, we, do the youngsters executive not captain. deserve? To be, do the youngsters not deserve to be led by one of their peers and to to go mm. towards the, the next World Cup and beyond with the with some you know with a plan to be significant later on, even if not next year? It, it's a step. It's an in, interval step that isn't logical. And also, when you you look at the when we accept that the panel didn't do well, we must similarly accept that the mm. the caps, along with the the, the more experienced uh, players, didn't do well, and mm. similarly the the, mm. the management team and the the coaching staff haven't done well. I mean, we know that as a group, collectively, that they have really been in mm. failure. So you, you think to yourself, what's the meaning of the piecemeal removal of the selectors? while leaving a failed uh, coaching staff in and the captain that failed throughout as a player and mm. as a captain. Mm. These, these are, the, these are the, mm. the illogical moves that, that mm. make no sense. And if that's negativity, mm. I, I don't know, but I think it's
1: factual. Doctor, do, um, we got another 10 minutes or so left in the show. I just want to turn our attention. I know Phil wants to come in here, but the BCA president, Mr. Conde Ray, has joined us. Uh, Condé, uh, first of all, happy to hear to you. Condé?
6: Hi, sorry. Good, good. Are,
1: are, are you at a political meeting, Condé?
6: No, no, no. Mm. You called me today and told me you wanted to speak to me tonight. I made myself available. Wonderful. I going it, I'm, going to, I'm going to attend virtually.
1: Okay, virtually. All right. Now, with these rising cases, Condé, I mean, 534 yesterday, are you concerned you're supposed to be bringing about twelve thousand people from England here very soon. Are you concerned about all this Conde
6: obviously, yeah of course, we have a local organizing committee today. Uh, we have meetings every Tuesday. Mm. so we spoke today, and then I heard the um results of the testing from the last day. You know it's alarming, but this is omicron, but we're keeping our fingers crossed.
1: Mm. Uh, have you put everything in agreement? I mean, in terms of an agreement with the government, the protocols are in place.
6: Well, we have we have a local um, organizing
4: committee,
6: chaired mm. by our CEO, Dr. Topping. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Dominic Warren, the commercial um, guy, gold holder, um, and other Johnny Charles from West Indies. We have our treasurer, um, Jason King.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Uh, we have the chairman, of Comey. Damien Gaskin, and the CEO. Mm-hmm. So we, are, we have been monitoring going back a month or so.
4: But,
1: but, but are you concerned? though? I mean, boy, these cases are, must be worrying. I mean, um, you must be very concerned, Condé.
6: I am, yes, because uh, for what I've been reading about Omicron, it's mm. very contagious and so on. Mm. But we, we, we're trying to put things in place to do the best that we can do. But this thing is very fluid, so right. we also have we have, we have um, Dr. Ward, um, right. who is the government's um, doctor on the local operating committee. So he he liaises between government, the Ministry of Health, COVID-19 unit, and mm-hmm. the local operating committee. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a very good meeting today.
4: Right,
1: I see. So as it stands now, despite um, the rise in COVID cases, the English are coming, and you're going to have Kendall Noble, maybe 70 75% filled off vaccinated people can you confirm this
6: well it, as i said right it's very fluid and mm. it's uh, subject to change from day to day
1: what do you mean by fluid uh, calvin <laughs> explain to me I, I i think i know what you mean
6: but i mean can you explain we, it we went down, to, we went down to about a hundred and all of a sudden yes five five or yes, something today.
1: today tremendous amount we kept
6: that with them. Mm. yeah and it's a different variant now. The Omicron apparently is very contagious. Very. So we have to mark and we have to be you know, as smart as we can be Right. Uh, um, as it relates to how we move around and so on.
1: Mm, I see. On another note, Calvin, uh, well, I'm calling you Calvin but I'm just going to speak about Calvin now. On the show um, last week, Calvin Hope, who is a director like yourself on Cricket West Indies board, um, lots of scared and attack. Did that surprise you as president of the Barbers Creek Association, Condé?
6: Andrew, I have no comment on that. Um, Calvin spoke. Calvin's a very intelligent man. Mm. Calvin, Calvin, as you know, he's a tourism marketing specialist. Right. As a Marshall, he's also a lawyer. Right. I, have, I, I don't want to comment on that any further because, um, that was exhausted earlier.
1: No, I see. Did, did you have Tony Marshall's intervention, um, this evening on the show? Yes, I
6: did. Hmm.
1: Any comment on what he had to say?
6: I have no comment on anything that was said um, tonight on your program. Okay. I I am a member of the Director of Korea Western League. Mm-hmm. Um, it was said that, you know, I, I should have known. Yes. Gavin is normal. Gavin spoke. And um, in due course, he will speak again.
1: He will speak again. Speak again. Yes. Because After- I, yeah, Because I, I was just reading an article um, a couple of months ago when, when, when Pybus was, was, was relieved, uh, you, you made a public comment and the president of Cricket West Indies commented on what you had to say. You remember that, um, Conde? Yes, I do. Mm. What do you remember I about that?
6: that I, I addressed that in 2019. I'm not going back there. Oh, oh you're not no going comment. back there.
1: Fine. No. Okay. In the final two or three um, couple of minutes we have left on the show, the first class season, um, everything is in order
6: uh, for. Barbados yeah, Ken's Yeah, Kenzo. What we're talking about as you know, we have the five the um, twenty internationals on the twenty second, twenty third, twenty sixth, twenty ninth, and thirtieth right. weekend, mm-hmm. and a third uh, Wednesday, and then we have three um, regional four day matches in February. Right. Second, the ninth and the sixteenth. Um. Uh, hope God forbid that we have some big big spike and the has to be cancelled, but we're ready. Um. The mm-hmm. the, the is looking very well. The square is looking, the pitches are looking well. Mm. It's not the test that we have to do. Um, Comey is looking after, like, you know, getting the infrastructure up to standard and so on. And we, as I said, we had a meeting today um, of the local organizing committee. And we're doing the best we can do. But with the fluid situation that obtains, right. uh, we may we have to make adjustments as we go forward. right. So Right. Uh, right. Consisting of, of of all the people mm. that need to be involved, Victoria includes mm-hmm. um, the the COVID nineteen unit, represented by Doctor Ward. We have Stephen mm-hmm. um uh, from the Ministry of Sport and so on. So we meet and and think and we right. we try our best.
1: No, j- just before Fino asked your question, we just got a couple um, mm-hmm. uh, two, two or so minutes left on the show. Uh, in terms of the local season, Conde, I know it's in January. Any possibility of having a local season? We haven't had one in Barbados for it seems as if since nineteen twenty.
6: We are ready, but you know, this this is the call is from the COVID nineteen unit based on um this this, this virus and so on. Yes. We were ready before and then we decided we would, you know, we would cancel. Um, we then tried again mm. and then we were asked to cancel based on what what was happening in terms of um infections and so on and um it very contagious. We moved from Delta to Omicron, and they're saying that this one is the most contagious. Yes, thing. yes. We've been guided by
1: the Ministry
6: of Health and the COVID-19 mm-hmm. Hello. I'd to
8: just wanted to offer my condolences to Ian Chaddington's family and friends. Yes. That mm-hmm. gifted prickly well who passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Condé would have, would have known of Ian Chaddington and his exploits. Uh, but obviously, yeah. Condé, you obviously, with this new variant and your regular meetings, and the amount of tourists that are supposed to come the english will soon be here even the, the squad the england squad will soon be in, arriving in barbados are, are you going right. to have everything for then when they arrive and then obviously the West Indies coming out of jamaica uh, to, to yep. obviously have that five match series if everything they're going to be sealed off is there going to be a bubble no no one can come out or can mm. they be or uh, they'll be able to, to venture out those things will be right. happening or no
6: Dr. Obergulston, he is the chief medical man on that um, organizing committee, uh, along with Dr. Ward, Roland Holder, and the whole group that I just mentioned. So we are monitoring, but it's really not our call. The call comes Mm -hmm. from the Ministry of Health Mm -hmm. and the COVID-19 unit, based on, you know, the the, the, the people that that test positive from day to day. And we'll be guided by them.
1: Well, well Conde, I want to thank you very much indeed for coming through and talking to us. I know that you're going to be off to some political meeting. You've got options. There's a big meeting down in, uh, and I think it's Tech Hall with the Democratic Labour Party. There's also one up in St. Philip in Six Roads um, with the Barbados Labour Party. And you even have a meeting with Solutions Barbados and all the smaller parties. So I know you've got choices. Phil o. Wallace, we're going to have a special plane for him to come home. I <laughs> am well, I'm not
6: driving anywhere. I'm going to watch it virtually. Virtually, wonderful. I watched, I watched, I watched last night. I'm going to watch tonight, and um, I, I prefer to do it that way. I'm not. I'm no longer 25.
1: Right, you're no longer 25. And this show, in fact, uh, only today, I was 12 years old. Did you know that, Mason and guests? We want to thank you, Doctor Ford, for being very much a part of it. We want to thank you, our uh, fellow Wallace. We want to thank all the contributors. And all I have to say, if you're itch for success, then keep on scratching. Marvin Jurison, it's open for a ride of all. Good night.
7: for sweetness because you know my love resistance ain't strong because you know I can't resist your temptation you take advantage of